This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Keith Alfaro, a top producing real estate agent with San Antonio's Finest Realty. And we're going to talk with about why so many people are moving to Texas and the effect it's having on the housing inventory. It's like, come on, knock it off already. Yeah. <laughs> we're running out of inventory. In studio with us today is Gaspar Fuentes, the founding broker of San Antonio's Finest Realty. Gaspar, as always. Yeah, good to be here, brother. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Also in studio with us today is Keith Alfaro, a top performing real estate agent at the San Antonio's Finest Realty. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I've been trying Thank to get you. you on for like ever. I texted him. I, it, you it took do? Gasper. <laughs> a little nervous. It took, it took, yeah. took, took Gasper to get on me and yeah, light a fire under me, but you're right. I'm glad I'm here. All right. Thank awesome. You. And this is your first time doing radio, right? Yes, sir, it is. All right. Well, welcome. I've had our Facebook radio is what a lot of people tell me, so <laughs> we're going to find out. You're in good company here, brother. You're in good company. I want to give a special shout out to all the U.S. military veterans and first responders out there doing the tough day-to-day work of keeping our streets safe and America free. As a U.S. Air Force veteran and a retired police officer, I understand what it's like to do the job day in and day out while being thankful for the taxpayer income that provided a good life for my family. The job is getting tougher out there, but please know that you have a lot of support from people who can truly relate to your situation and respect the responsibility you carry of supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States of America. Amen. Amen. I almost feel like I should have had a, a theme song or something playing behind me. You yeah. know, the whole you national anthem. Or something. It behind your, it's heartfelt. It's like, it's you know, true. we need to be saying that loud and proud as often yeah. as we can. As often as we can. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. A quick reminder for our listeners to catch our podcast and watch video versions of the show anytime by watching our, or visiting our <laughs> website at homebuyertalkradio.com. And if you have a business that services homebuyers or home sellers and you'd like to be on our show, Visit homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the link to apply. So one of the benefits of being on the show that I didn't quite anticipate is the networking that's going on between the businesses that are on here. Because, I mean, I do a pretty good job of, of vetting out businesses, uh, you know, looking looking them up online and, and asking questions and things like that. And often I'll meet with people even before I bring them on the show so that, uh, you know, I can kind of test that business integrity of what's going on. But there's some good networking going on Absolutely. between you yeah. guys. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, uh, since we've been doing the show, it's given us the opportunity to uh, to take the service provider into a, a little bit of a different uh, pers- perspective as an agent anyway, because normally as an agent, we're either setting up the appointments or we're, uh, you know, reaching out just to a, a contractor, an electrician, a plumber, an inspector, and we're asking them uh, to, you know, to meet with our clients. And that's about the ex- extent of it. But here, I've been able to have conversations yeah. afterwards. Uh, and really that type of networking, you just, it's gold, man, you know, because you get to l- learn about them on a different level and uh, a more personal level. And, uh, I've really, really liked it. It's been a blessing. Really yeah. And I'm blessing. actually, uh, I was talking to my wife yesterday, Jennifer, about putting together a, uh, like a, uh, an appreciation lunch, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to do with everybody who's been on the show, just kind of bring them together and then, you know, just kind of foster that business network and it would be going on. Food? So, Did someone mention food? Yeah, anytime there's okay. free. I, I've heard about free food at realtors. <laughs> <laughs> or police officers, for that matter, you know. Right? Yeah. Right. All right, now, cool. a quick uh, SAFR uh, promo. San Antonio's Finest Realty 1% Advantage Plan. The San Antonio's Finest Realty offers a heroes program that saves local heroes thousands at closing. So if you're a nurse, teacher, fire EMS, law enforcement, or military, call today and ask about our 1% Advantage plan. You can reach us at 210-509-4911. That's 210-509-4911. Or you can visit our website at www.sanantoniosfinestrealty.com. That's San Antonio's Finest Realty, Homes, Land, Life. Now, Mark, today we're going to talk about 
uh, something that agents do often, okay, and that's uh, switch brokerages. Okay, now um, not every brokerage and agent are going to gel. Sometimes the personality of the agent doesn't gel very well with the culture of that particular franchise or whatever it may be, um, and. Sometimes agents will get stigmatized and stuck in fear because they only know one thing and right. they don't want to leave. Right. You know, and so they're scared of the unknown and, and that fear factor jumps in. And um, there's a lot of very, very um, productive potential agents that are out there that are losing out on on sales and stuff just because they feel this is as good as it might get. Or losing out on commission, too. Right? Exactly. They're losing out on sales and commission. So, um our next guest, he's no stranger to stressful situations and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, his entire career is a living testimony uh, to what hard work and faith in God can do for him. So uh, I'm very proud to call this uh, man my friend. Uh, so please welcome uh, Mr. Keith Alfaro. You Keith, flatter me, brother. You flatter show, me. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> glad I'm here. And Mark, Keith and I actually kind of grew up together on the southeast side of town. And um, we had different groups of friends, so we weren't always like hanging out together. But we would catch the same bus yep. to get yep. at the end of the street. So we would be like standing there waiting. And we'd, you know, converse a little bit and talk about some stuff. And, and The then, same grade or? Uh, I think I graduated in 89. Correct. I'm 90. So okay. I am a little younger. Well, a little younger. Well, I'm older than both of you guys. Yeah, you are. Tiny bit. Oh. But you got a full head of hair, so. Yeah, yes, I do. Well, it's if depending on the camera angle. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Yeah, we ran parallels the whole our whole lives. Our I whole mean, lives. elementary school, middle school, uh, high school. We we went to we yeah. went to Southwest Texas State together. Yeah. And, not uh, together, but at the same uh, time. Yeah, basically. we were doing the college stuff at the same mm-hmm. time, and and uh, and then of course with the PD. Then the department. Yeah. So, and then did you guys the go brokerage. through the same class? No. Mm-mm. No, okay. No. How, who was first? I was uh, in, in uh, 92. 96. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But like Keith, uh, you know, long time San Antonian, uh, actually third generation SABD. His father and his grandfather were, the, were also in the department. Uh, he's been an agent for 12 years, and he's won the, the uh, San Antonio's Finest Realty's Chief Producer Award uh, three times. So he is one of our rock stars yeah, over, yeah. over at the shop. So. Uh, Keith, it's great to have you on the show so we could discuss this topic. Um, you were with a large brokerage, and we won't name any other names or anything else like that. Um, but when you were with this larger larger brokerage, uh, what made you choose that particular one? Well, when I first got into it, um, 08, 09 maybe, I didn't know that the market had crashed. <laughs> I really had no idea that the market had crashed. I just knew this was something I wanted to do, get into this industry. Uh, so at the time, I was at a point in my life where I wanted uh, a gorilla in my corner, somebody noticeable, you know, and there are certain, certain uh, brokerages out there. When you see their signs, they're, 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 they're monsters. They're big ones, you know, and that's what I thought I needed at that time. Um, really, I, I went with them because of that. That's really the only thing. When I interviewed brokerages, and uh, a lot of people don't know that, when you're, you actually do the interviewing as the agent – uh, the brokerage itself doesn't necessarily interview you. You interview them and you see if it fits and you talk about the cut and the culture and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, so when I did that, I thought they were the, a good fit and I hit it off with the broker and I still consider him a, a close personal friend. Uh, so I did my first four years there, I believe, before going to San Antonio's Finest Realty. Okay. Wow. So, but what was, you know, obviously you came to a point where you made a decision to go ahead and break away and move on, take that leap. Um, was there like a final straw type of thing that occurred or what happened? 
I don't know if we'd call it a final straw. I know that it was such a large office uh, that when I did go to someone, a superior, a guy that had been uh, in the industry longer than I, I always felt a little rushed, like we were always walking and talking. You know, they they never shunned me. They were never rude, anything like that. Uh, I had nothing but good times there. But I did feel a little bit rushed. They were they were a busy company, and they were large and a lot of competition. So while they would give you help and assistance and advice, it all you always felt rushed. You know, not in a rude way again, but you felt a little bit rushed. Um, secondly, the larger the brokerage, frankly, the larger the bite they're going to take out of your commission and a monthly tech fee and this and that. And that's the way that they make a lot of their own money. And that's fine. That's understandable. Um, After about four years of doing that and getting some training and, you know, closing a few deals, I thought, you know, I I think I have this. I think I got this. I don't need to, frankly, I don't need to pay this monthly fee. I don't need to, I don't need for them to take a bite, so big of a bite. Let me see what other smaller concierge brokerages have. And that's what led me to, to Gasper, who I, knew was, who I knew was there, and it kind of felt home. Well, yeah. when, a, when a real estate agent goes, they're choosing a brokerage, are you thinking about what your goals are and how this brokerage can help you get there? Or have you, I mean, like for you example, did you identify what your goals were and then progress you're making towards those goals while you're with the big brokerage? Was that a factor as well? You know, to a certain extent it was, but just being a, a very a newbie, I really didn't know what questions to ask. Okay, yeah. I really didn't. Uh, I, I knew that I, I wanted, for whatever reason, right or wrong now, I wanted a bigger brokerage. Um, I think they provide a lot of, of training that I needed, and that was wonderful. But like, again, it was in a an office setting. It was You were never alone. It was never one-on-one. It was never – it was always – you're there with quite a few other new agents uh, who are getting training, and which is fine, which is fine. But after a while, you know, I, I think I need to sit down with somebody one-on-one. Group, group and that mentorship just versus individualized mentorship exactly. makes a difference. Exactly. They were uh, into a very office culture, which is wonderful. You know, build a good team and office, office, office. I think when I came, with, uh, when I came to San Antonio's Finest, we're more of a family a family-oriented culture as opposed to an office culture. And that's probably the single biggest uh, difference between the large monster brokerages and so a smaller So you got tighter research. bonds. I believe you're, so. You're bonding. In my humble opinion, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When I call Gasper, I know I get Gasper. I don't call a, a 1-800 uh, helpline or somebody who just happens to be at the desk fielding calls that day. You did know your what sales I mean? increase when you left? When you went, when you went to... They did. They did exponentially. I think we did. Uh, I think we did really well the first couple of years, you know. And and uh, to his credit, and the thing, the culture that he built over there at San Antonio's finest, absolutely. absolutely. Why do you think your sales increased? I was in my world. I was in. I was in my realm. I was back home. You know, okay. third generation police officer. That's kind of all you know. Yeah. You know, that's who comes to your parties. That's who uh, who you're invited to, and and all the parties you're invited to are nothing but police officers, and that's who you hobnob with. Uh, so when I got there and saw all the uh, familiar faces and I felt back home, I felt back home. And I guess that in itself causes you to put a little bit more, a little bit more oomph into your day, yeah, you know, get up a little more, a little more pep in your step and knowing that you're not working for yourself, but you're working for your, your family at the brokerage as well. And that's what that man built. And when you're in sales, I mean, posture, you know, how you feel, it, you know, it comes out in everything that we do. It comes out in our work, our tone, our voice, our, our posture, everything. Right. So that's Absolutely. Uh, when you answer the phone, I, I don't think I project that, but sometimes when you answer or answer the phone or call somebody and they answer the phone, you can almost hear them smiling. 
you could almost hear them having a good day. And when, when you're with somebody like, like our, like our brokerage and, and Gasper and what he's built over there, I'd like to think that I project that. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I try. Yeah, well, it comes out in your work. I mean, at least on social media where I see you, I mean, you're always, you're pretty active on Facebook anyway. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you, you know, you get to see the fruit of your labor uh, continuously. And that's one of the biggest points that we drive home over here is, is to get you to understand it, that it is, it is your work. You know, and that's uh, um, that culture that I've tried to push forward for all my agents is uh, in understanding that uh, as the independent contractor, you deserve it. That's that's really where we need to put the emphasis. As the independent contractor, you're doing the work you deserve. I think we feel that. The pay. I and think we most definitely well. feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, anything you would have done differently? I probably would have done it sooner. I probably would have done it sooner. Uh, I would think. You know, like anything else, if you're a police officer and you're handling 15, 18, 20 calls a day, you're going to get pretty good and pretty salty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do over there at that at that large brokerage is just really delve in and jump into it with both feet and try to mentor and try to stick into somebody's pocket and go with them on listing appointments and just showing houses, things like that. And that's what I did. And I, I think I got the gist of it pretty well pretty quickly. Uh, so... Yeah, I'd probably do it sooner. That'd be the only thing. I'd probably do it sooner and not be as hesitant to give Gasper a call. So what do you say, what would you think is like the greatest benefit that you've had from, I mean, you've mentioned a lot of things already, but by coming over to, to SAFR. You, you know, I guess maybe it's my age being 50. When I call a person, I would like to talk to that person. I would like to talk to the head of the horse. And when I call Gasper, I talk to Gasper. When you call me, you talk to me. You don't get a minion. You don't get a... 1-800 number. I'm, if I'm with a client, then I'm with that particular client, and I'll get to you as soon as I'm done, I promise. But uh, when you call my number, you will get me. And that's yeah. what I liked about our brokerage uh, as opposed to a, a gigantor brokerage to where you might talk to two, different, two three different people before you, before you get the answer you want. And hold on, let me put you through. Hold on, let me put you through. Hold on, let me. That gets a little old. I want to talk to the head of the horse right off the bat. And Gasper, how do you... How are you able to do that? I mean, because obviously, I mean, you've got, what, uh, over 80 agents working yeah. for mm-hmm. you, and yet you pick up the phone. What is it that you do differently? Well, I'll share the answer to that in just a second, because he referred to me as the head of the horse. So, listeners, you've heard it here. <laughs> I am the actual head of the horse, head of the horse, not the other end of the horse. As right. opposed to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I have been called on <laughs> numerous occasions. called worse, brother. We have been called worse. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, honestly, uh, what I found actually helped me was when I was uh, in the Air Force as well, I was an, an MTI. I was a military training instructor. Oh, so wow. I had to uh, uh, manage the flights. I was training all of these trainees. So yeah. it was at the time when I was in there, we, it was, it was uh, normally uh, one on two. So mm-hmm. it was me managing two flights, which is roughly 120 to 130 trainees at any one given time. So I'm running back and forth across the hall making sure that all of these things are happening. And then, you know, you have somebody, uh, uh, you know, have one, one of these recruits come to the, to the office door and knock, you know, you know, sir, training so-and-so reports is ordered, uh, uh, I got a blister, you know, and I'm like, uh, so you have to be able to compartmentalize all of these things really, really well. And um, I learned how. Uh, uh-huh. That was the thing. So I, I've got two schedules. I've got two groups. I've got all of these things that I have to do throughout a day and then personally take care of each little bitty thing like, one having a mental breakdown because they're stressed out, 
one physically sick, one with a blister, you know, <laughs> those types of things just all constantly happening at the same time learned me, it taught me how to compartmentalize everything that I do on a daily basis. So mm. when I'm getting all of the calls from my agents, it's actually not that big of a stretch from what I was doing. You just time. triage them. Exactly. Because everything's triage and you move through, you mark them off, you keep going. Yeah. And, I don't think I've ever really called you, you and you not answer. Yeah. I don't think I've ever called him and he not answer. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> two minutes later. Maybe. But yeah. That takes a lot. You know, 80 agents is a smaller brokerage, but that takes a lot for that uh, for him to do that. Yeah, they call a lot, and it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's you know when I call, it's something. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. something. It's yeah. a real one when he yeah. calls me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of helped, too. I mean, because so. is it one of these deals where he's like, is it one of these when he answers the phone? So actually, you had Elliot Valdez on here, right, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny because me and him are, go way back, but whenever he calls and I see it's him, I'm like, and he. He calls. I don't say hello. I go. <sighs> <laughs> what? What is that's it now? How, that's how I answer the phone for Elliot yeah. Valdez. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, uh, so uh, how can uh, clients get a hold of you in the future? I've had the same phone number as long as I can remember. 210-422-7963. 210-422-7963. Uh, I have an email at Keith at KeithAlfaro.com. That's K-E-I-T-H at KeithAlfaro.com, and I'm all over social media. I'm yeah, Again, I'm sorry about that. So <laughs> you get to see my ugly mug as much as you like. I got Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, and, you know, I don't have Snapchat. That's for the kids, and I, I yeah. don't get it yet. I, I don't get there yet. yet. Yeah, I'm Brooke's trying to get excited. Into yeah, yeah, Brooke's going to teach yeah. you right after she this. Wants, no, she doesn't, know, she doesn't have Snapchat. So. Oh, she doesn't? Yeah? No, okay. no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, or, or that's TikTok. the only one that I haven't gotten into, yeah. and I'm just getting into that TikTok, which is funny. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks, Keith. Uh, so another quick SAFR promo. If you're a broker or agent looking for a change from the same old thing, check out San Antonio's Finest Realty. We provide expert training and mentorship, low brokerage fees, and three generous commission platforms to qualify from. Visit our recruiting website and fill out an online application at www.safr.team. That's www.safr.team. San Antonio's Finest Realty, Homes, Land, Life. All right, so we know people are moving to San Antonio and moving to Texas in droves, right? Um, I'm not going to say they're fleeing the other states, but there might be reasons why this is happening, right? I mean, uh, I would say, let's say that Texas is just doing extremely well in how we manage our state, low taxes, all that kind of stuff. But Keith, what do you think is um, one of the big reasons why people are moving to San Antonio area? There are several, of course, and funny you say that. I just got back from San Diego, which is Southern California, and I didn't know that. <laughs> I know it now. So yeah. we went through Chula Vista and, and La Mesa, and beautiful area. We're not going to hate on our California people, but the, the weather was amazing. But as far as that goes, I mean, like you said, Texas, the gas and oil boom, particularly around the Houston area and that little region, is a, is a huge deal. The um, Tesla is making a ginormous. Yeah. Building a ginormous factory in Austin. Are That's they moving be out of California? Did I was that something I had heard that they left California because probably a number of reasons, but they're yeah. coming to Texas. Is that what's happening, or is this it in addition? Better, it too? was easier to operate, uh, from my understanding. And then, of course, you oh. know, with SpaceX, there's a lot of uh, operations that still go out Houston. Of, of Houston, mm-hmm. and and then uh, you know between Houston and Florida. So okay, yeah, it was easier, I think, for them. Huh. We were pushing eight dollars a gallon up there as of last week. <laughs> So Where? In, right in California. Oh, my Pushing gosh. Pushing $8 a gallon up there. 
So uh, I won't tell you the total on the gas, but uh, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad right. I'm a Texan. I'm not going anywhere. So we got, I mean, prices. We've got b- businesses coming to the area as well. Uh, what about San Antonio specifically? Is there any uh, large businesses? I know we've got Toyota here, but uh, are is there other businesses coming here that are big? Did you guys know of? Um, I know there was a few things on the list, but we haven't seen uh, any of the groundwork yet. Um, I'm not sure exactly it was something I saw, just a blurb on the news of a couple of large businesses that were going to be moving into San Antonio, which is a rarity nowadays. It seems everyone wants to push towards the Austin area right. and so on. Um, and there are things that we you know, should do, I think, uh, uh, infrastructure-wise uh, to kind of develop San Antonio a little bit more in that. Um, a new star is uh, working out now off of, uh, I believe it's Highway 16, Roosevelt, south of town. Uh, and that's a big trucking uh, uh, manufacturer, and so I know they're going to bring a lot of jobs in. Um, and there is some talk about another uh, Toyota development mm. that may be happening on the south side as well uh, with another um, uh, company that oh, wants nice. to bring in and start to develop another factory, which would be great you know, for us as well. Um, but one of the things that I see that brings people to Texas, obviously, you know, we, we talked about property taxes. We talk about, uh, housing prices that are just, uh, realistic, you know, they're realistic <laughs> right. for people. Um, and, um, but we have so many great things here as far as where we're lo- we're located, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, everyone's just a couple of hours from the beach, you know, and, um, our food is just second to none. I mean, you were in the military oh and you've traveled a lot. You know, that's one of the reasons I came back to San Antonio <laughs> yeah, was exactly. the Mexican food. Oh my gosh. You, 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 you can't get, you know, I mean, and I've had great barbecue, like I've had, you know, Me- Memphis barbecue, uh, you know, I've had Kansas city barbecue, um, and, uh, Louisiana barbecue, but man, there's just something about Texas barbecue that is just, that it, it, it just beats them all in my point. What's your favorite uh, barbecue restaurant here in San Antonio? Oh, if you man. had to pick one. If I had to pick one right now, that's a, uh, that's not really easy for me because it's <laughs> it's me cooking myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel I make the best barbecue. Well, he can't stop Texas. self-promoting, can he? <laughs> yeah, well, I will be the judge of that. Are we going it. over after this? <laughs> yeah, I will be the judge of that. Of um, course, Texas is the only, is one of what, eight? States with no income tax, so yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a big deal. Just yeah. the overall cost of living, I think it has a, a much more laid back kind of vibe than most other places. I mean, frankly, you know, less government yeah. in business and less government in your personal life, and I think that's a big deal. The climate, you know, we're still military U.S. Uh, military city USA, so it's a retirement destination because of the climate. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of reasons. Well, and I'm not the, going anywhere. The prices of homes too. I mean, you for say four hundred thousand dollars, you can get a very nice home in a very oh, nice yes. neighborhood yes. in our area. You can also spend a million, two million. I mean, we have Alamo Heights, Terrell Hills. I mean, we've got sure. some upscale uh, sure. neighborhoods where you can get really, really nice. So if you have oh, a yeah. lot more money to spend, you can spend that, and it, but you can get into a nice neighborhood for just you know, 400,000 or less. Correct. There's no so, doubt. No you know, doubt. I, I think another aspect of uh, why people are moving here is um, uh, our culture as far as uh, sports are concerned. Oh. If you look at everything that we have, you know, we have uh, uh, you know, the Spurs, um, we have the Mavericks, uh, we have the Rockets, and then we have the Cowboys, we have the Texans, and we have um, the Rangers, and we have the Astros, we have NASCAR, um, what else am I missing? You oh, and, and uh, the Dallas Stars. 
What hockey? Doing, yeah, we have some hockey too. Not pro. I mean, it's it's what semi pro or whatever they call it. Stuff. Yeah, but there's a you know, and 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 you look at that culture, and then you see how we treat like our college football games, and sure. you see how we treat our uh, even our high school football right. games. You know, I mean, look at Doug Ferris Stadium. That stadium is huge compared to most little high school stadiums. Sure. You know, it's it's fantastic. Um, people would not recognize that as a high school football stadium you know, unless you're kind of submersed in this culture already. And I've talked to people that have moved here from other cities and stuff and, and other states and just, they're like, wow, you guys are serious about this stuff. Like, yeah, We're but, serious about having a good time. I yeah, think. exactly. You know we what I mean? tailgate at the high school football games, you know? So something I, something I noticed about San Antonio too is the driving is really, I mean, I've driven in Houston and in Dallas and they're different. They're more aggressive, right? San Antonio still really doesn't have that overly aggressive attitude on on the on the freeways i've noticed what do you guys think of that the driving around yeah uh, it's not a it i mean obviously you know there's some tension every once in a while but everyone seems to kind of like a a, a guy cut me off yesterday yeah and uh we just happened to stop at the light next to each other that's always nice you know did you sell him a house Uh, i I should have i I told him i made great barbecue there you go (laughs) (laughs) so we rolled the the windows down you know and he turned and he you know hooked his, his head this way and i turned and looked at him and i said Hey, I didn't see you there. And he goes, it's all right. And then we just rolled the windows back up, you know? So I think that alludes again to Texas culture or Texan culture is we're very friendly. And I'm told, I know you guys have traveled and have been told this. Uh, anytime you tell someone you're from Texas, their eyes light up. They're like, oh, Texas, you know? And they think you have a cow, big cowboy hat and a ranch yeah. and, and a horse and everything else, yeah. you know? And it's funny when you do, because then you, they ask you, you know, how's your horse? Oh, he's great. He's in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to tell very... him I'm a lawman, and I'm no, a lawman. I, I never did that. I never nice. Did that. That's that's like really, really poor taste there. Yeah. We have some really good friends from uh, from Boston. They came down. They come down once a year, usually for the uh, for the Valero Texas Open. He's a big golfer, and he says, "You know what I love about you guys? About y'all? I was gonna say y'all. Y'all. You know what I love about y'all is the fact that when we split up after dinner or whatever, y'all guys always say, All right, be safe.'" He said, I never hear that. I, I don't even know. What do you mean, be safe? I don't know. Be safe driving. Be yeah. safe living. Be Is safe that a crossing threat? the street. Are you threatening me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was like, that is so Texan. Be safe. Yeah. I never hear that anywhere. You know what I add to that, though? I add, and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Be now safe and have a good time. I used to yeah. say that to, to the officers when I was a police department. Be safe and have a good time. You know what I mean? If you get complained on, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> Many right. times, sir. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcast platforms. And you can find video versions of the show at our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Hey, be safe and have a good time. Be safe and have a good time. <laughs> Y'all are going to steal my thunder. Good job, Gaspar. <laughs>